High School Football on Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine, Iowa. Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Flint Chris Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Montezuma. Of Wilson and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, home plate sports cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries. Well, welcome to Scoreboard Show. We got Andrew Berg. He was at a very big game tonight, uh, one of the games in the state that really meant a lot. Uh, it was as a Linville Soli went to uh, uh, Central Decatur. Welcome to the program, Andrew. Hey, Ron Guy. How are you doing? Well, you you were at one of the big games. Uh, let our listeners know how it came out. Well, it was a pretty good battle in that first half. Linville Soli jumped out 8 nothing, And really, CD's defense played pretty well. And just uh, There was points where they just gave up big runs. And every time there was a big 8-9 yard run on Linville Soli, um, just scored in that series. I mean, it was a tough first half for both teams. And then, well, it's Friday the 13th. Not a lot of good luck for Central Decatur in that second half. Opening series. Oh, let's see here. Opening series, they fumbled on their own 15-yard line. Linville slowly recovers. They score. Next series, the ball goes over the quarterback's head. They recover, and it's a scoop and score literally back-to-back drives and every time the, all those players kept their heads down they got it right back up and they fought they fought hard to the bitter end it just wasn't central decatur's night and linville solar i believe is the second seed in their district now so it looks like central decatur will be on the road next weekend yeah that was for the second and third spot there so looks like central decatur is going to and it's going to go, is there, uh, but you did have some big breaking news uh, about uh, quarter non-harder. Yeah, he did play. He did not play in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure why. He was kind of behind the visiting stands a little bit, probably talking to his family. He was talking to other people, but he was in that game. He played, just not in that fourth quarter. Did he get any scores or anything? Oh, uh, yeah, he did hit pay dirt. He did hit Pater. He is a tough player. He is a tough son of a gun. He's not like it's crazy. Like you look at him and you don't expect much, and then he makes you pay. Like he is a player. He is a football player. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, Linville Soley looks a lot like Madrid. I mean, their offenses are totally different. Um, Linville Soley was running the double tight single wing. Whereas Madrid was more of 11 personnel spread team, but they're both just big and physical. I mean, they're probably going to see each other in the playoffs, and that's a game that's probably going to decide who goes to the dome. Well, that's cool. Uh, was there any bad weather up there tonight? No, just a little cold. Just a little cold. Okay. It's uh, It was very windy and just a awesome football weather. I, mean, I remember whenever I was a player, I loved playing these cold games. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was some some games that had a lot of rain and played in the mud, and some games that was where I was at. It was pretty dry. There was a little slipping around, but not very much. And all right, well, thanks for being with us. Yeah, no problem, Ron guy.
We got Andy Crutzinger. We're going to just, him and I are, are just going to take it the rest of the way uh, as it's the last night of the season. And, and uh, there wasn't a tremendous amount of close games. Uh, where were you at tonight? I was here and I am actually just walking through the parking lot at uh, Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant played for Madison tonight. Uh, the, the end score, uh, the end score was quite a bit, quite a little, I think 54 to 14, but uh, the uh, score there early in the fourth quarter was actually uh, 28 to 14. And it uh, looked like Mount Pleasant just, uh, they had scored in two, two straight offensive possessions. And uh, the defense had made a couple big stops. But uh, with about maybe 10 minutes left in the fourth, uh, Fort Madison quarterback Marcus Guzman uh, took a quarterback draw uh, up 61 yards uh, to the house, and then it started to get out of hand. I think there was an, yeah, I think there was a fumble maybe where they scored, and then there was a pick six, and so Fort Madison scored about four touchdowns in the span of you know a few minutes to turn it into kind of a, a blowout. But it was it was a close game. I mean, I thought uh, between about the end of the second quarter until maybe through the third quarter. I thought Mount Pleasant probably outplayed uh, Fort Madison there, you know, for that quarter and a half stretch. But Fort Madison had the big plays. That uh, Guzman's a really, really good uh, athlete, both uh, quarterback, and he was making some really good plays, at uh, defensive back. But um, Mount Pleasant debuted a new quarterback tonight, Zach Newton. Uh, it's their third quarterback of the year. And uh, their other two were out there, you know, playing other positions. But um, I thought he played pretty well. Yeah, he's a little fleet-footed, so he's able to scramble around and find a couple of guys. So I, I haven't seen the passing yards, but I'm guessing this might be a season high in passing yards uh, from Mount Pleasant. It's got to be pretty close. And then uh, Peyton Walker scored a couple of times for the Panthers. So I, I, it was a nice little stepping stone for, for Mount Pleasant. It was, it was, uh, I was telling Coach Bullen after the game, it was probably the first time in a while that they've played a close-quarters team, and it really felt like, a game that could go in either way for for a while there. Not not in the last you know six seven minutes. It was it got away from there, but it was just kind of a fun game for a while. Well, uh, I'm glad uh, uh, their season comes to kind of a merciful end. Um, yeah, well, not yet, not yet. Cause, oh, uh, that's the right. Big, they're, they're, the big uh, schools have one left, and it won't. It's uh, doesn't get much uh, much more merciful for uh, Mount Pleasant. They got to go play at Assumption. Um, oh, which, you know, you, yeah, I don't know how many varsity kids. Assumption I'll really want to put out there because I think their spot in the playoffs is pretty much locked in. But uh, Fort Madison actually goes up to Washington next week. I don't know how the Demons did today, um, but yeah. Fort Madison is a is a bubble playoff team, you know, because they take they take the RPI after um, after a bit. And Fort Madison actually uh, actually will they'll be they'll be right on the fringe of, of playoffs. So. Don't well, know if, they, make if, it they if they, they get if they get a win against the Washington Demons, and I, I know that strength of schedule factors in. Fort Madison's got the strength of schedule, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, they do. So, so the RPI takes you know strength of schedule and then the the opponents' opponents. So it really helps Fort Madison that they had to play, you know, assumption or um, yeah, assumption and Mount Vernon. You know, North <laughs> I forget who they played in the. Yeah, and they played Burlington, right, which is a higher class team. Yeah, and they um, won that game. I think I've heard that they're, they're percentage points behind the teams above them. And from what I can understand, you know, if, if they were to beat Washington, then it would actually come down to a bunch of other games around the state because you get into how your opponents' opponents did and all this other stuff. So I think, I think it would come right down to the 
to the to the wire they're on if they're gonna get the playoffs. Well, two A uh, and down to eight, man. You can go to the playoffs with three wins. You'd be three and six. Yeah, you go can. To playoffs. Yeah, they in, take more in, teams. In three A to five A, you might not even go at seven and two. Yeah, you know what? And I like I like the old system where there are more districts and you had to get first or second. I wish it was like that. That simple, you know. That 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 you know. Then not every team gets in the playoffs. I understand that. I understand that when you have, you know, when you let more playoff teams in, these games are more interesting because if there was only two teams in the district that got in, this would have meant nothing tonight, you know. But um, but I kind of liked that system. I don't really like the RPI. Do they got any at large bids over there in that three A or? Yeah, well, that's what that's what it is. So it's. I think every, if you get first or second, you get in. And then it's like the next four or five teams down the RPI rankings, which is just a big mathematical mumbo, you know, jumbo. Uh, but that's where Fort Madison stands is. Right now they're on the outside looking in, and they're just the math just has to equal out. But you see, it's like it's a weird thing where – so Fort Madison played Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant has zero wins, so that would hurt their RPI. But at the same time, Mount Pleasant has played a bunch of – top, you know, top teams because they're in that district. And so that actually helps Fort Madison's uh, case a little bit. So it's, it's wonky. I would say it was just records, you know. Well, it's just really, I mean, ever <laughs> since I've been doing this, the, you know, we got Burlington in there once and we got Fort Madison in there once, but then they got to go be the sacrificial lamb and go play the number one <laughs> team in the state. So it's. Yeah. It's, and that's really tough in 3A because you're playing. I mean, if Fort Madison makes it, they'll probably play Sol, and I would guess yeah. that would be a pretty, pretty likely uh, opponent for him. Okay. Well, uh, that's enough on that game, I guess. Uh, let's start knocking out some of these other scores. Here's one yeah. of your, your schools. Um, I don't have. I got a fifty-five to three score. It says third quarter for some reason. I don't think <laughs> that, that's that's quite. Who, who is that? Fort Madison, Mount Pleasant. I mean, um, that was was that the end of the game. It was, it was the, the final score is 55-14. 55-14. Okay, well, that's yeah. a little different than what they got here. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah is was... a, this is what they call a fourth quarter score for Mid-Prairie and, uh, uh, as they hosted Albia. the Albia Blue Demons. And I got a 44-22 to score uh, Mid-Prairie on top here. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty big win for Mid-Prairie. That pretty much locked up their number two spot, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was an important win for them. I kind of knew that they were uh... – that they should have been Albion tonight, so they're in the, that's that's going to be a playoff team. So uh, I guess they're two A, and two A doesn't have any more games, right? Nope. So that's that means it. they'll figure out who they're playing tomorrow. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Mid Prairie Golden Hunk. a pretty outstanding season. Uh, they beat a tough uh, Albion Blue Demons team tonight, and they're going to go the number two seed. I, I'm sure Meepo had that all locked up, but I don't know yeah. about them. Well, here's the score. You was asking about the Washington Demons and. Uh, it's not uh uh it's not pretty. Yeah, they had to go up to Mount 65 Vernon. to 6. They take it uh, uh on the road at Mount Vernon. Uh what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. You can't do much about that. Well, one thing you can do is is because of Fort Madison situation, Washington does have something to play for next week because they got to play spoiler, you know. So so at least they have that cuz Washington's out of the playoff race. Um but at least they have, you know, the, the next game should mean something because it's a home and and again you know they can they could try and spoil it for a for a <laughs> SEC rival at least. Well, here's a game that you and I talked about earlier. Uh, I thought I didn't think this was going to be the 
the score that it turned out to be, and maybe I'm uh, 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 underestimating Lone Tree a little bit here, uh, um, but I think they really did put in a pretty good season, and they get the win over Easton Valley, 58 to nothing. How about that? Oh, put it on them a little bit. I didn't realize they'd win by that much either. Uh, you know, that, that, that shows that the teams, the eight-man teams in this little area, you know, the Southeast Iowa main area, like, the, you know, the area that we cover, uh, are they're pretty darn good. This is a pretty good place. Uh, I would say the eight-man eight man football in this area is is probably stronger than any of the other classes. So, um, I mean, Lone Tree is like the fourth, fifth best team in the the area, and they're still beating teams by 40, so that tells you something. Yeah, they, they really brought up a good season. I want to congratulate them on a nice season. Uh, Eastern Valley, though, takes a, takes it on the chin here. They seem to be the home team, too. So, yeah. Well, here is a game. One of your big teams, I mean, one of the really big teams you got here, and that is the Columbus Wildcats, hosted the Danville Bears. And uh, I believe Kay Damagon got six touchdowns in this game. They rolled it up 63-18. to 18. Uh, uh, I'm kind of impressed with Danville for getting 18 points. Uh, Danville's a playoff team. Uh, they're going to be the four seed here. They have a pretty outstanding season. Uh, turns out to be a four and four season, but... In your first year ever playing, that's pretty good. That is really good. Usually, if you come back and you, and you have your first year of the of the program being back, you're not thinking playoffs. But uh, yeah, that is really good. And they've played some really good teams close, and I think that's going to be a pretty strong district. Uh, but you know, obviously, they're who knows where they're going to send them. They're going to send them somewhere, somewhere to face somebody that's that's ranked. I would play number guess. one seed. That's not going to be <laughs> yeah. very good. But uh, they set up pretty well to Columbus here. Uh, um, getting three touchdowns ain't too bad against uh, uh, yeah. the Wildcats. They did give up a lot of points, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, you can't. It's hard to stop Columbus. Hamilton got six touchdowns by himself in that game. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's not surprising. And I can tell you that I, I feel sorry for whoever the first round opponent of uh, Columbus is, but it is gonna be a, a two versus three game, you know, because of because of Lisbon winning the district. So. Uh, so, yeah, that, that could be a, a very interesting matchup next week. Scotty Melvin game. Well, uh, here's another one of your teams, and this is a, as big a team as it gets in the area. Uh, uh, the Winfield Mount Union Wolves hosted the HLV Warriors and uh, come out with a 63 to nothing win here. Yes, and from what I heard, uh, you know, I, I, I was talking to uh, Dana Royer was at the game. Uh, she does. She's from the Liza Publishing Company, and she went to the Winfield game before she went to Mount Pleasant. And she said that she did not remember uh, a possession where Winfield didn't score a touchdown. So, so she said, "I'm not really sure if they ever punted today." And uh, that's kind of been uh, a pretty common theme for Winfield. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and they'll have a home game next week. And if they win the week after, and the week after, I think leading up to. Uh, Possibly they, they they could play. I don't know about the alphabetical order stuff, but either way, if they don't play undefeated team at the end, you know, if they keep winning, they could have uh, home games in the playoffs all the way to the dome. So that'd be pretty special. Well, they're eight zero this yeah. season. They didn't trip up once, and they, uh, 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 I believe, uh, that Cedar Rapids Gazette paper had them number one. They did, yes. Uh, glad for Ryan back. I lost. I was a little upset in a couple of. Uh, couple of my colleagues, because I saw that Cam and Anita got a couple of first place votes instead of all those votes going to Winfield. But, uh, you know, it all that matters is who's, who's number one. And uh, and they're they're going to stick at number one in the association poll either way. So they're going to get a favorable road 
I think do they split the playoffs into foursomes maybe, and then they re bracket them? I, they've they've changed the playoffs so, so many years in a row because you used to know your entire road to the championship. Um, but I think that I think that Winfield's going to get a pretty favorable draw um, in the playoffs. They ought to get the best one there is. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, here is uh, another one of your big schools, and and also a very big school with a heck of a chance chance at, at the dome and a little bit further. Uh, the SK Cobras put 62 on the board uh, against uh, the EBF Rockets, who did did put up a couple of touchdowns. I, I don't think that's terrible for EBF. But no. uh, SK, what are you going to do? They're just crushing people. Yeah, they are. They're really <laughs> running the muck on those kind of central Iowa, you know, uh, Ottumwa, Des Moines area teams there. So, uh that's good to see him. And SK will be right back at the pit next week, and uh, and we'll see uh, we'll see who they have coming into their house. Uh, mm. The last last few years, you know, the the first round, the first and second round for SK has been kind of a, a stomping. So we'll see if they can keep up that tradition next week. Well, Cedar Rapids Xavier uh, uh, went to Clear Creek of Man, and we talked a little bit about this on the Good. preview show you got. Uh, uh, I was kind of given. Clear Creek Amana, uh, a, a puncher's uh, chance, but yes. they kind of came out punch drunk on this one. Uh, oh, no. 35-7, to seven, not a Man. terrible score, but uh, uh, Clear Creek had had such a big game the week before. Uh, I'm sure Ashton Kusher is going to be upset about this. I was going to say Ashton Kusher is going to be pretty upset. And then I had I was trying to remember the celebrity that went to Xavier. I was going to say they were pretty happy, but I can't remember who it is. But, uh, yeah, poor, poor, uh, poor Ashton. That's uh, Hopefully he wasn't at Ashton, that game. And, and to add insult to injury, I heard uh, Mia uh, uh, Kunis had, uh, had picked uh, Cedar Rapids uh, Xavier and gave up 14 points. And, Oh, that's pretty. That's so that, that, that's a little that's a little tough for our friend from the seventy show there. Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. That's uh, you know now you got problems in the household. Well, here is a, a one of your teams uh, that's going to the playoffs and looking pretty dang good. Uh, the Pekin Panthers put a sixty-one to six win uh, on the Wise and Muscatine. I was there for the first half. Uh, absolutely, I don't. I mean, it's really hard to find any area. Uh, uh, of the game where Pekin Panther isn't pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, downtown Robert Brown, he caught a, a touchdown pass, for 50, a 55-yard touchdown pass, then had it called back uh, on a uh, procedure call. So they marked him back five five more yards. So what does Robert Brown do? He catches the next pass for 60 yards for the touchdown. He, yeah. he, he got about an 80-yard uh, uh, run from scrimmage for a touchdown. He made some big tackles. Um, uh, Declan Hampton had a pretty big game. Uh, Will the Thrill, uh, Adam, wow, he's a really great quarterback. Uh, he, he had a bunch. Uh, he might have had 600 total yards or something in that game. Uh, there's a kid named uh, a senior, Jackson Kirkbride. He, he had a big game. He did pretty good. Will Adams had a big game. Uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, this Isaac Gentry did pretty good kicking the ball. It was. Hey, he's a good soccer player too. Isaac Gentry is. He plays yeah. for Washington in the, in the soccer season. Well, uh, yeah. So they, they they came out pretty good. They're looking pretty strong. Um, I'm kind of worried they're going to pick up a Louisa Muscatine or I mean a uh, Linville Sully. Uh, 
Yeah, I was actually just looking at that. So they'll be the they'll be a three seed coming out of Class A five. So they'll be playing some number two seed somewhere, and maybe it'll be yeah. A big... Linville Sully would be a really because did Linville Sully beat Central Decatur tonight? Yes, they did. I think it was twenty-one to nothing or twenty-four to nothing or something. That yeah. seems to be a team. Maybe East Buchanan might be the team, but uh, right now, just looking through the teams that got second, I would say that the most close quarters team would be. Linville Sully, or uh, yeah, it's pretty much Linville Sully or East Buchanan, probably. Yeah, one of those two. I know that Porter Non Harder actually played in this game. Uh-huh. Uh, he didn't play in the fourth quarter, but um, maybe they didn't feel like they needed to play him in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that well, yeah, one week before the playoffs. Well, here's a a, a couple scores: the Linville or the Northland Lynx, fifty-six to. Six over Bellevue. That they're usually a pretty dang good team. That Northland. Yeah, they're good at everything. No matter what the sport is, they're going to be one of the top teams. Uh, the Atumwa Bulldogs put it on Des Moines East, uh, fifty-two <laughs> to thirty-two. How about that? Oh, that's good. Hey, Atumwa, it's good to see Atumwa back winning some football games. I they had a pretty that. decent season. I think that might be their fourth win this this. Uh... Yeah, I remember a few years ago it was it was. There were some dark times at Atumwa. I think that might be the third. I'm, I'm just kind of scrolling through BC more on my phone as we talk no, here. they got another game to play, so I don't know. But that's not too okay. bad for them. they got Waterloo West, so uh, that would be a big win to close the season out if they could do it. Well, here's the team you mentioned earlier, the Cam Cougars. Uh, 42, Stanton, Essex, 6. So uh, Fremont Mills keeps a rolling, 56-6 to six over Sydney. Let's see what else we got. What's this Colo Nesco? I, 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 I've been seeing them. I don't know. They got beat by Coon Rapids Bayard, 34 to 24. Yeah, Audubon uh, puts it on the Baxter Bolts, 42 to 26. Wait, who was that that beat Baxter? Audubon, the Audubon Wheelers. Wheelers. So they're having a pretty good season. I, I know they were, uh, they might be a two seed or something. Well, here is a team that I have uh, uh, been kind of paying attention to ever since game one when they put it to Moravia 63-6, to six, uh, or maybe it was 60-6, to six, but they, they get a, a really good Southeast Warren team 63 to nothing today uh, yeah. at home. That is a uh, – here's a good team, Lennox. Lennox. They are uh, – wow. Uh, 56 to 8. Now, this game here just ended. Um, I think they had some. Did you have any bad weather down there at all? I, we had less than we were. We had less than we uh, were expecting. We, we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to pour throughout the first half and uh, stuff like that. So, it's actually. We actually probably were going to do a little more traveling today. But I. So, it kind of tricked us. We didn't have well, that we, bad weather. We had some pretty good and uh, 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 weather. Tonight in Pekin. Uh, it was weird. It was sunshine to the south, and there was dark clouds to the north, but uh, uh, we never broke into any rain. And the field, they said, was pretty dry to start with, so it kind of absorbed a lot of things. There was a slip or two here and there and, and some fumbling around with the balls. and yeah. Some balls went through some receivers' hands, so that might have been a little slick, but I don't think it was uh, uh, all that bad. Well, uh, here is a couple teams that, Friggin' put up a lot of points this year uh, as the Moravia Mohawks uh, uh, go to BGM. Now, that game must have been delayed 
somewhere along the line because it was a pretty late game uh, going. Uh, and uh, uh, BGM comes out on top of this, oh, 43 really? to 32. I, I remember BGM scored 96 points or something game one of the year. Uh, um, I don't think they were undefeated or anything, but I, 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 I think this is a pretty impressive win. And this might mock, knock Moravia back uh, uh, in the playoffs game. Yeah, well, uh, BGM, I think that might be a district championship for BGM because I think they were a one-loss team going into this in the district. Uh, yeah, I think that is a district championship. So I think that that jumbles up the uh, seeds a little bit. Well, I can tell you that BGM lost to Iowa Valley earlier this year. So uh, that shows that shows that, Iowa Valley. Wasn't that last week or something? Yeah, so that shows how good this district well, is. Well, I'm, right? I'm always high on the Mohawk, Moravia. I was thinking that Moravia uh, and Waco would have been a great matchup. Uh, yeah, now it'll be uh, – well, that still might be a matchup, but uh, I kind of wonder what they do. I think I think Moravia would be a two-seed now and BGM would be a one-seed. Or, or maybe, uh, maybe a three-seed. I don't know what they're going to be. Uh, but I don't, it doesn't look like they're going to really be able to play with the big, big teams. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I bet you. Uh, well, I, I just I w- I'd like to see some of those super high score and no defense playing teams play a Waco one of these times. I'd like to see yeah. see what a more well, I, I you know you more offensive team versus a more defensive team would would come out with. But congratulations to the BGM Bears. Montezuma might be a team that Waco plays. Well, uh, Glad Book Rhinebeck got back in the winning circle today. Sixty two sixteen over. GMG from Garwin, Iowa, I guess. Yeah. That wraps up the district. Oh, no, I think, I guess Clarksville won that district. Then if Clarksville won today. Yeah, eight man, there's a lot of teams that were ranked really high that actually ended up getting second in their own district because they had just lost. And that was another team. Gladbrook Randex is going to be a two seed in the uh, in the playoffs, not, not the number one seed because they lost to Clarksville last week. Oh, that's cool. So it's going to be a crazy little. It, it, a lot of the eight man teams. That were that were ranked pretty high were lost. Besides, you know, Winfield, Rims, and St. Mary's, and Clarksville, I guess. Well, uh, Newell Fonda uh, <laughs> wins a close one with Sulan Christian, twelve to six. Rims and St. Mary's takes a forfeit over West Harrison. Uh, there was. A... Well, they got an extra extra week to rest then, just like Waco did. Mount Air puts it on Martinsdale St. Aries, forty-seven to twelve. Madrid beats Wayne. I, I've heard Wayne's good. Uh, I talked to Central Decatur's coach, uh, uh, but the Madrid wins forty to fourteen. There, that should keep them. I think they're number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linville Sully, twenty-two. Central Decatur, uh, nothing. North Cedar gets a win over Clayton Ridge, sixteen to nothing. Let's see here. What else we got? Kind of uh, the Christian. Uh, the uh, here's one uh, kind of a surprise score, but it was pouring down rain. It was muddy. It was sloppy. And uh, but the Regina Regals go into Wilton and knock them off, thirty-five to nothing. This oh, pushes wow. Wilton from a number one seed down to a number three seed because of the ports, the points differential. Uh, there is no joy in Mudville or Wilton tonight. Um, they're very sad about what happened here. 
Yeah, that wouldn't. Let, let me. I'm going to try and look at this district here to see where that's going to put Wilton playoff-wise, because that means Wilton's going to have a. They would add a team that they could stop on, and now they're going to have a pretty darn tough first-round matchup. They're thinking Pella Christian maybe would be there. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. Pella Christian uh, is going to finish second, and Wilton is going to finish third, which would which would put them up against each other. Well, I told um, them, look, Pella Christian's a, a dang good team. They'll they'll have their hands full with them. Yeah, that district with with Sigourney Kyoto, Pella Christian, and Pleasantville will be a tough out for for anybody. They well, it's just sad for the for the Wilton. You know, they were they were all jazzed up. They were seven and zero. Oh. They you know they win this game. They're going to win the, the the district and and get a home playoff game and and well, they're still going to go to the playoffs. I I hope they can rebound from this. You never know that weather can can really um you know sloppy field and wet ball and all that stuff can really screw stuff up. That's a a lot yeah. of points. Wilton hasn't really give up any points all year. That hey, when uh, remember when uh, New London won the they pretty much cruised to a state title in eight man, but they had one game at a wet, crappy field in Iowa Valley and they lost that game. So that can make a huge difference. It's a totally different game if it's a sloppy field. So maybe whoever's playing them next week in the playoffs, maybe they take a take a hint on that and water down the field a little bit. Well, well something happened here. I got a little a little screwed up with the I don't know, I lost the scores there for a second, but there was a good one I was trying to get to here. Uh let me I got it back up. That's scroll all the well, way down. I can down tell the you that Fairfield didn't pull off the big stunner against Solon. Uh, Solon beat him by about forty ish points there. Hunter was at that one. That was a Solon low. rolls on. Yeah, um didn't think uh that, that was gonna go any different than that. Well, I'm on to the very last uh, page of this here. Uh, Cardinal uh, takes a lumping, 52 to nothing to Pleasantville. That was a home game for Cardinal. Yeah, that's a tough team to play. And here it is. Here's the uh, um, here's the score, 58 to 34 over Colfax Mingo. P- Pella Christian uh, goes to Colfax Mingo. Um, I am stunned that Colfax Mingo scored 34 points. Uh, we watched them play uh, SK uh, last week, and I mean, geez, I didn't take a beating that bad when I brought my report card home. I'm telling you, it was, uh, um, you know, I mean, they beat them like a rented mule up there. It was, they just didn't have nothing they could go with them. But uh, 58 point, a nice little win. I'm sure that's going to put them in, in the, the number two spot, and they should get a pretty good draw in, but maybe it will be Wilton. I don't know. But nobody's yeah. going to be happy if they're playing Regina, West Branch, or Wilton. I don't imagine. Yeah, that would that would be a tough one if Wilton played uh, PC there. That would be a. They, we we might have some of the more more high octane uh, number two versus number three games, kind of in our area. But the number two versus number three games are always the good ones, obviously. Uh, so yeah, there's some, there's going to be some pretty big uh, matchups coming up. Yeah. Well, well, we I got. got uh, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, West Branch uh, uh, puts it to Durant. Uh, Durant finishes the season without a win, and West Branch gets a forty-two to nothing game here, which also helps them edge out Wilton for that. I mean, gosh, Wilton seven and one. Uh, I believe uh, West Branch lost three games this year, although uh, one of them was to 
Williamsburg. And yeah. Uh, but they did beat Regina uh, and lost to, to – but they still are going to wind up with the district uh, and the point differential going to slide in uh, the number two spot over Wilton. Uh, this Waterloo yeah, Columbus, a- they've been a team I've been kind of following this year. They get, they finish out with a win against South Hart in 19 19- – the six. That's a team they might people might see. Here is a team that moved up a, a class uh, that used to give uh, everybody an A at hell, including the Columbus uh, uh, Wildcats. But the Albernet uh, Pirates get a win here against East Marshall, fourteen to nothing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have too many more games. Any of our listeners would be interested in. Oh, no, here's one you might be interested in. It's not the score you were looking for, though. Uh, uh-huh. As the Clark Indians of Osceola. Oh, no, they're playing Sheraton tonight. Ed Sheraton, <laughs> 21 to 18. Oh. Sheraton does not do a good job of the extra points, and it costs them tonight. Uh, That's that was a tough. Well, I, well, the way the Sheraton's playing, I bet you those were safe. They were like three safeties in that game because – that's usually that's usually. I'm not sure if that's a three touchdown. <laughs> I think it's usually defense with them. But uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, when I was in high school, uh, we used to beat Clark uh, about sixty to nothing every time. But not no thanks to me. But uh, you know, so no, it's good. Uh, good. Good that Clark gets a couple of positive years. <laughs> uh, Clarendon Cardinals take it to the Big Red in cent- of Centerville, thirty to eight. That I guess that was a home game for Clarendon. Oh yeah, yeah. Cl- that's Cl- Clarinda. Clarinda's really good this year, actually. Okay, well, Clarinda gets the win. Yeah, Clarendon, I don't know what the heck I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the Northeast Goose Lake Rebels win 12-7 uh, to 7 over Anamosa. Uh, Monticello, uh, I, I've heard a little bit about them this year. They they win 57-6 uh, over Tipton. Seemed like Tipton had a fairly good season this year. Yeah, Tipton beat Mount, Mount Pleasant earlier in the year, and that was when Mount Pleasant still had a lot of their, you know, guys that got hurt. Well, I just I'm looking, I'm getting here about to the end. Nevada loses. Uh, Creston beats Nevada. Boy, Nevada had a, a a big team. They were highly ranked earlier. Yeah, uh, but Crest Creston's uh, they've uh, risen all the way to number one, I think, in three A. Well, they won forty-two to, to twenty-eight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is uh, that makes sense here. It's the real uh, deal. If, Cre- if Creston plays Harlan in the playoffs, that'll be a that'll be a uh, game with a lot of people there. That's kind of a heated little battle. Harlan beats Atlantic twenty-seven to six. I'm Seneca Wallace is going to be upset about that one. He went well, to Atlantic. Uh, wow, uh, Williamsburg uh, gets back in the winning circle in a big way here uh, against a team that I think very good, but not tonight. A uh, sixty-three to eight win over Grinnell. How about that? Ooh, yeah, that'll man. That the that I forget which district it is, but it's the you know the Fairfield Grinnell Solon district. But the top teams in that district are are pretty pretty darn tough. Well, Solon gets a forty-two to six win over Fairfield. I'm not I'm not down on Fairfield for that. No, they only gave up forty-two points. Solon's scored forty-two points against top ten teams. I think this year. Yeah. Well, let's see here. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, anything else you got going? That seems like the end of the line here. I got the ADM Tigers zero, Indianola twenty four. We got so many listeners in Indianola. I started throwing their scores out there. 
Newton beats Gilbert 21-2, and that's the last score we got. Uh, well, there we go. Well, the season's over, buddy. Are you sad? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm a little sad, but I, you know what? I like the playoffs. We, we've had too many regular season games, and the districts are already decided, so I'm ready to get into some playoffs games. We'll probably stop at the, uh, the Washington-Fort Madison game at least next week. So I'm excited that next week we're going to be going to games that, you know, really, really matter. So I'm happy about it. Well, when are we going to get to see uh, the playoff matchups come out? I've heard, it's, I've heard 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I've heard 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. I think last year they promised 10 o'clock and it was noon. So I would say somewhere between noon and 2 is when they're going to come out. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have a pretty good idea, I'm sure, already. Um, but they just have to you know, make it pretty online and all the other stuff. So, and I mean, if there's upsets, then they probably had it all drawn out and they have to scrap the whole thing and go back to the drawing board. So um, probably between noon, maybe two o'clock tomorrow, you'll finally see them roll through. Well, right I'm, the I'm excited. I'm excited about the playoffs, but I may have to cry in my pillow a little bit tonight because the season's over. Yeah, stuff. that's right. That goes right around the corner. All right. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you for having me. High School Football on Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine, Iowa. Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Flint Chris Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Montezuma. Of Wilton and Muscatine. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent. Home plate sports cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag, and Packwood Locker, soon-to-be Griner Meats and Groceries.